boy Sean is back from Vegas. This is the Never Ending Glory podcast. We are talking week three NFL picks. I'm Luke Grilly, your host, and I'm here with Jerry Burris and our resident Vegas. What, do you, what should we call you, Sean? The Vegas uh, extraordinaire, the king of Vegas. How, how'd you do this weekend? I'm just a dirtball at the craps table way too long. <laughs> Betting $10 to throw or a roll is hardly king of Vegas material. But, oh, um, come but on. It's man. all you fun. You know I'm better than that. Hey, I, I hit the craps tables. Now, I couldn't pick a sports game, but we'll get to that on the college pod. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was riding coattails. I, was, uh, I wasn't grits and gravy the roller myself, but I was certainly standing next to enough of them that uh, I could kind of double down on what they were throwing. Okay. You're okay. playing with a lot of guys looking like they came on the bus. <laughs> Let's just say I won more than four figures in, in, in craps and roulette combined. That's impressive. That's wow. impressive. Yeah. So Last uh, time – Last time I played craps, I still have no idea what I was doing. I'm hanging out with this guy. He's telling me how to play the game. He says, "Do this, do this, do that." So Next thing I know, back. I'm up, <laughs> I'm up like 300 bucks. And he's uh, got he's, lotion on your shoulders, <laughs> right? So he's <laughs> he's feeling lucky. So he throws down like three grand on my roll. I'm like, "Dude, are you sure I've never played?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, not a problem." So I roll, and one of the dice goes off the table, and it's no roll, and the guy lost all of his money. So I felt really bad after that. And that's just a little spoiler alert. If you ever go to the casino with me and I'm on the craps table, don't don't bet. At another time, you're going to have to walk me through that story again because it sounds like you might be playing uh, at some shady places. They're calling that a no roll. That's like what we do with the dice game, the the skunk game. (laughs) Yeah, it was was at the the, uh, Native American Resort down down in Connecticut. So... Um, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know why they didn't uh, they didn't allow it. But all I know is that that guy lost three thousand dollars. He said it's not a big deal. I live next to Taylor Swift. I haven't worked a day in my life. I was like, oh, okay. Did the guy that. then ask your wife, "Is it for uh, one million dollars for one night with you?" <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for one million, I've done worse for less. Okay? okay, so for a million, if you're gonna throw a million dollars my way, I'll have a hard time saying no. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're off to a hot start here in the Never Ending Glory podcast. Sean, you mentioned the college edition, and before we get into our picks, I want to hear, what's that uh, college podcast all about? Tell the listeners. Well, we just started last week, uh, myself um, and a few others that have been on the pod before, and then we got a host, uh, an OU grad, OU Notre Dame grad that uh, that leads the the. Uh, shenanigans when we talk college football um we hit week three all the way up well weeks one through three into three and obviously this week we're going to be eating some crow after some of the games we had uh from last weekend but uh no you it's, called uh, that Louisville one right no actually i was the one so i want to correct something i was the one because i heard your podcast yesterday i was the one as a Knowles fan that was most tepid about the game so I was probably the closest to the idea that Louisville could win the game, and I was very leery of it. You know, our uh, our Jay Farkey down in uh, in Tampa, he he was all about the the Knowles and said it was going to be an out athlete absolute drubbing. So he's going to be eating some crow on the podcast tonight. It we'll was be an absolute hopefully drubbing. Hopefully, give it out tomorrow or Friday. It was an absolute drubbing, but uh, at the hands of Louisville, who won by about 40 points and not Florida State. Very embarrassing game for the Knowles. Uh, very disappointing. Um, but, yeah, you guys will get into the college sports talk heading into week four. Uh, that episode should be released either on Thursday or Friday, so be sure to check that out. 
Um, and of course, find us on Twitter at Glory Podcast, Facebook, Never Ending Glory Podcast. You can find that on iTunes as well. Send us emails, negpodcast at gmail.com. The past two weeks, we've had some great emails sent to us. Keep them coming. Starter sit questions, trade advice. Uh, we'll be sure to do our best to answer them on every episode. We'll even name your dog for you. Life advice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That was a good little ending. Like. Yeah. yeah, so any life advice, if you want to talk about you know dog names, kid names, we'd love to have you on and discuss those. And, of course, if it ends up that we do ask or talk about your question on air, we will pick out of a hat. And if we pick your name, you get a free T-shirt. Those bad boys will be uh, being printed here in the next few weeks. We hope to have those within a month. And at that point, we'll be sending them out to all of our guests and all of our f- awesome, awesome listeners. Um, but let's we talk, still, Luke. We still there. haven't heard that. We haven't. You haven't read that email that uh, talked about Sean Z and Mark just giving them a mic and letting them roll. That 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 was our first email, mind you. It, it was uh, a little bit Josh too Taylor. Uh, <laughs> a little bit too um, rated R to talk about on the air. We're, we're trying to stay away from that explicit. Bit. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. But yeah, shout out to Josh Chell. He's been one of our best and most loyal listeners, not only tuning in every episode, but also interacting on Twitter at Glory Podcast or uh, at my own personal Twitter at El Grilly88. Swearing at us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lots a lot lots of, of swearing. A lot of, uh, a lot of direct derogatory comments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, fellas, let's get into week three picks. Unfortunately, Mark will not be able to join us again. He probably has a JV golf function of some sort, um, or he's just last laid up one with of that the night. Of last one, season's over. Nice. Last week, uh, Mark actually led the crew with a ten and six record. Jerry and I came in at nine and seven, and Sean, the week one winner, who was twelve and four in week one, brought up the rear. Tough week for Sean and his picks, both in college and pro. He went eight and eight, uh, but for the season, he still has a one game lead over Jerry. He's at twenty and twelve. Jerry nineteen and thirteen, and Mark and I are both at eighteen and fourteen. So, very it'll be easy to to pick up some ground on Sean tonight. Uh, hopefully, these picks will get it done, and we're going to start off with a uh, game that's very close to my heart. I was actually hoping to be at this game on Thursday night, but unfortunately, we'll not be able to make it. It'll be Ryan Griffin's homecoming. Ryan Griffin, of course, is a tight end from the Houston Texans who went to my hometown of Lon- or hometown high school of Londonderry, New Hampshire. But Houston's coming to New England. Jacoby Brissett's first ever start in the NFL. As we all know, Jimmy Garoppolo went down with a sprained AC joint in his right throwing shoulder. Allegedly, the Patriots are trying to force him to play or highly suggest that he plays or at least suits up on Thursday. I don't see any way that he's able to play. I think Brissett's going to be the start, the man under center. Um, and even with that being said, even though Houston's a two-and-a-half-point favorite in New England, I'm going to take New England this week. I just think that it's, it's no matter who's under center for that team, that defense will be able to get it done. Uh, the LeGarrette Blunt show will be in full effect on Thursday night, and I, I expect a, a, a close win, maybe like a 20-17 to 17 win by the Patriots. Jerry? Who do you got? I'm back in New England here. I think in Gillette gives them a little bit of an advantage. And my hope is that Julian Edelman plays a little quarterback. I think that would be great. Fun to watch. (laughs) He is currently their backup quarterback and the emergency quarterback. There's got to be a few plays in there um, so he can bring back his, you know, his talent at quarterback like he showed off at Kent State. Sean, who do you got here? 
I'm going to take Houston. Uh, the, the third quarterback thing scares me. I did read something today that Bill Parcells actually has a pretty close relationship with Jacoby Brissett from back in his high school days in Florida uh, before he went to the University of Florida and then transferred to NC State. So I actually found that a little bit intriguing, but I already had already submitted my uh, Houston <laughs> pick before that, so I'm kind of screwed. Yeah, big reason why I think Brissett is a New England Patriot and they drafted him in the third round is because Bill Parcells gave him his blessing. Obviously, Belichick and Parcells, they had a few years of some uh, – they had their issues of the whole Jets head coaching you know, vacancy and, and Belichick reti- resigning on a napkin and then eventually flying over to Foxborough and signing with the Patriots. But they have great respect for each other. I think now they're, they are somewhat close. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like Bill Parcells has given his stamp of approval for Brissett. Um, you know, it's going to be a very vanilla very vanilla game plan with Brissett. Um, but I just think that the Pats will get it done at home. Sean, your brother Mark picked Houston as well. So it'll be you two versus Luke and Jerry yet again. That happens at least once or twice a week. Uh, I'm looking forward to that game tomorrow night, and hopefully the Pats can start off the season 3-0. Next game, we have Arizona at Buffalo. This is not one that's going to be up for debate. Buffalo's terrible. Even though they're playing at Buffalo, um, we all think Arizona's going to get it done. Is there anything right. else we should really talk about this game at all? Or? I mean, it's, it's, are we on like the countdown to the end of the Ryan administration in Buffalo? Uh, and, you know, we said a couple weeks ago, what did, what was their bye week? Week ten? Is that the yeah? It's a, it's a late bye week. Yeah, I mean, does he make it to that point? I mean, I don't think like Greg Roman. He could possibly be done, you know, with a couple more home losses. Well, I'll tell you this too. I was actually at a wedding this past week, and congratulations, Stephen Butler, on your nuptials. And he's a huge Bills fan, and all of his buddies were up. And I'll tell you what, they're actually pretty pissed. They said, "Listen, you spent millions of dollars." putting this team around Greg Roman and playing to his strengths. And all of a sudden after a year and, and two games or a year and one game of him being your offensive coordinator, you just give up on it and you start from scratch. That just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So uh, yeah, the, the bills fans are not happy with that. It sounds like that they were more on Roman's side than Rex's side. Um, but this team is just an absolute joke. Yeah. They have a week 10 by and their schedule does not get any easier. They got the Cardinals this week, the Patriots next week, then they have the Rams, then they have the 49ers, then they're at the Dolphins, then they have the Patriots again. So they're playing the Patriots twice in the first eight weeks. And then they're going to Seattle, and then they have a week 10 bye. I wouldn't be surprised if by the time, you know, it could be a, it could be like a Lane Kiffin firing where they, they fire Rex on the tarmac and don't even let him on the flight home. Right. Uh, it, it, well, it, if they leave him in a city that's got food, that probably wouldn't be a bad thing for Rex. True, true. But, I mean, it's all about if you like seafood, though, because it's going to be Seattle and they're big into that fish market and stuff. Yeah, that's too healthy for, for Rex. You need to <laughs> deep fry that shit. Yeah, there's, and Seattle's way too you know ahead of the curve and and uh, yeah. yeah, way too healthy for that. So um, he's hoping that maybe he gets fired in Miami or something like that. They're playing at the Dolphins, so or even LA, I, they gotta have shitty food there too. So, uh, next game, Oakland is going to Tennessee. Sean, who do you like in this game? I'm gonna take Oakland. Uh, I think it's a bounce back spot. Um, maybe uh, reading too many of the headlines, and I just don't think Tennessee's that that good. I thought that was a little bit of a fluke win last week. Yeah, your brother disagrees with you. He is taking Tennessee, but Jerry, who do you like? 
Well, this line's pretty close. I've seen it at, at minus one. I've seen it as high as two point two and a half. I think it's a pretty much a toss-up game, but I'm going to take Oakland. I think their offense is a little bit better, um, and I think it's going to be a game where um, they're going to try to run the ball in Tennessee, and I think Oakland's defense is a little bit better, and they're going to stop stuff the run, forcing them to throw to whoever they have at receiver, which nobody can really name. Um, I, I just think it's going to be Oakland. Yeah, it's um coin flip for me. I'm going Tennessee, though. I'm giving it to the home team. I, I'm starting Marcus Mariota in all my DraftKings and FanDuel lineups this week. He's cheap. This just could be one of those games where he rushes for a couple touchdowns, throws for two or three touchdowns, and next thing you know, you have 45 fantasy points sitting there in front of you. Um, I'm going to go with Tennessee, and, and not that I don't think Oakland's a better team, but, you know, Oakland's 2-0 right now, and uh, I don't see them as being No, I thought Atlanta beat them. Oh, I'm sorry. You're correct. You're correct. They beat them last week. Yeah, they actually smoked them last week. So, a little, I see little insider, though. Chance Warmack went on the IR today. They're inside guard. Oh, okay. Okay. So Hot tip from in, inside Sean Z. <laughs> Thank you for that, Sean Z. Click, I'm clack, on top click, of it. I was following that, that game. Closely. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking Tennessee uh, regardless. Uh, Cleveland at Miami, another blow. Another blow for your Cleveland Browns. Corey Coleman broken hand today in practice. Going to see a specialist. I mean, you guys. I'm sorry. This is just. It's at this point. It's just sad. I feel bad for you. I. I don't know what Jared, else to say. Tell you how bad that is. You said you said uh, Corey. I thought you meant Cody Kessler. <laughs> then I realized you meant Corey Coleman. That's how bad this is. Is we can't even decipher who gets guilt at the, or sympathy at this point. <laughs> Does it's, Josh Gordon deserve any sympathy for what happened to him today? Yeah, he got served with a paternity. Big day for the Browns. Yeah, big day for the <laughs> receiving broken court. hands, paternity test. No drug charges, but the night is young, gentlemen. The night is young. I, I do like, love the the NFL came out though and said that um, that Gordon's suspension is still going to be till week five, and that this this pending arrest or pending charges for failing to um, appear for the subpoena for the for the uh, parental whatever the thing's going on with him. What's what is it again? Out. Yeah, he's not paying child paternity. I'm sorry, paternity. He's not even admitting no, that no, it's no, his no. kid. No, he he has refused to show up for the actual test. So I don't know if they're going to draw blood for a DNA test. Uh, if they're going to make him go in a cup, like what? I don't know how this is done. I don't watch enough Maury Povich to know how they do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's it's the just, thing. It's like I mean, the NFL can't suspend for that because the NFL suspends for that. They're going to suspend half the league. Antonio Cromartie oh, would yeah. be banned for life. <laughs> It just, it's just it, it's comical. It's comical. Like, why does this not happen to other teams? Um, but that's a Cleveland curse for you. Cleveland's headed to Miami. I picked up Miami in as many fantasy football leagues as I possibly could. I didn't care if it was daily, if it was redraft, if it was dynasty. I picked up the Miami defense because they're going against Cody Kessler, and that's all you got to say. So I'm taking Miami in this. It's going to be an ugly game. You guys will turn it off at halftime. Jerry, who do you have? Miami, uh, hands down. I think if there is something to say good about Miami, is I do think their front four is pretty stout, and uh, it's going to be a long day for Cody Kessler. If he even makes it, Chaz Whitehurst might see some time <laughs> for center. Quarterback Jesus, <laughs> Sean. Ugh. 
Charlie Whitehurst, Whitehurst has made like seventeen million dollars in ten years and nine games. Like, wrap your head around that. Oh, we talked about it last night. Unbelievable. Jesus. Unbelievable. This is Miami. I, there's no point in talking about it, even though the the word Carl Nassib's hurt. Joe Hayden might be getting looked at on his back as we speak at the hospital. A little little uh, dynamite tip there, and uh, this line will move from ten. To thirteen, I think. Ooh, thirteen. Okay, okay. I, I think you, you can't put a ceiling on it. It's got twenty to three written all over it, and I don't know how the hell we're getting three. <laughs> so maybe one of those like you know fumbled snap uh, in in the you know Miami's own end of the field, and somehow they get like five or six you know decent plays, and they they're able to kick a field goal. That's that's the best case scenario for the Browns. Uh, yeah, we got Miami across the board. Mark took Miami as well. Uh, Baltimore headed to Jacksonville. Again, this was almost a coin flip for me. Um, I had Baltimore, but I ended up going with Jacksonville because of the hometown team. But then I kind of said to myself, well, their fans are terrible, so do they really have home field advantage? Um, I just think that Baltimore is riding high after that come from behind victory last week. Jacksonville maybe can get something done. I'm going to roll with Jacksonville this week. Chris Ivory's back. Hopefully the defense can uh, shut down Dennis Pitta and Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace has scored three touchdowns in the past two games. So I'm taking Jacksonville. Sean, who do you have? I'm going Jacksonville as well. Last week we talked about these teams that were going to be 2-0 and that we're not sure that they're good. Baltimore held serve, albeit they actually struggled with the Browns, at least for the first half. And if Josh McCown could move his arm, uh, we'd probably win that game. So um, I, I like the Jags in a bounce-back spot here. Um, lost the first tough game, uh, tough game, the first one of the season, then just were awful. Um, so I think it's kind of gut check time. Jer? I'm back in that Jacksonville here. Uh, the one thing I do want to say about Jacksonville is I'm kind of putting Blake Bortles on notice for this because he was so <laughs> highly ranked this offseason for, um, for fantasy. And That's because he's, he's a good stat bad guy, like bad yeah. player. Like he's just a, he's a mop up guy. Yeah, yeah Jay Cutler. We want to see if this is going to be. Analogy. That is a very good analogy. Well, anyway, we want to see if uh, Rue Phillips is going to be vindicated for drafting him so high. Is if he's <laughs> going to put some points up this week for ball, against Baltimore? Uh, well, the only uh, person to not take Jacksonville in this panel is Mark. Mark took Baltimore, so this could be Mark a big hates game for him. Blake Bortles, like he detests. <laughs> he does. I think he he's, he's going to let you hear this Jacksonville to win the division bet maybe the whole year. He so. also hates Joe <laughs> Flacco. Jerry, I hope you got some self-esteem because he's going to wear away at it. <laughs> he also hates Joe Flacco. I've heard him just say his name like it was a question for three hours. You know what? He, Brown's he talked about him positively, though. What? He did. He did. He said he he's did a better yesterday. football player Pretty than a fantasy player. That's right. Oh yeah, let's listen to your own podcast, Jer. Jesus. I just I just put them together and then ship them off into the world. I don't want to hear my <laughs> voice. Uh Detroit headed to Green Bay. Again, uh this is one where we just don't differ whatsoever. We all have Green Bay. Sean, I'd like to hear your take on it. Uh you know, really not much. Green Bay's not clicking at all. I don't know that they're gonna click in this game either. Um just because these teams are so familiar with one another. Uh and, and Rodgers struggled against him last year. I, I was disappointed to see Abdullah hurt um, just because I, I feel like that offense can be kind of fun. Um, but uh, I, think, I think Green Bay, I think it's a pretty comfortable win, kind of one of these 23-13 where they're not really challenged. Right. We'll head on to the next game because there are some differing opinions here. 
Uh, Denver heads to Cincinnati for a, a pretty big matchup. Obviously, Denver's played great at home with that awesome defense. Uh, that's kind of masked Trevor Simeon being less than average, uh, to say the least, to, to put it politely. Um, this week, I have Denver winning, and it's really because I think they're going to continue to rely on the run game with C.J. Anderson. That defense is just going to ruin Andy Dalton's day. Jeremy Hill is going to continue to struggle. They're going to bottle up Gio Bernard. I, you've noticed that A.J. Green can struggle against elite defensive secondaries, and I would not be surprised if he had another stinker of a game, like three catches, 45 yards, or something like that against the Denver defense. Uh, I'm taking Denver here. Jerry, different opinion. Yeah, Tell I'm me a, why Cincinnati's going to win. I'm thinking Cincinnati, but I think it's a squeaker. I think we're talking like a three-point win or less even. Um, I just think I liked seeing what they did to Pittsburgh and the way they shut down Antonio Brown. Um, I think they're going to take away what Trevor Simeon is going to lean on the most, and that's um, his, his wide receivers. C.J. Anderson, though, I do think could run roughshod against the, the Cincinnati defense, but I still think at home, you know, that this is a big game for them, big opportunity. I think they still pull it out in a real tight one. Okay. Mark is taking Cincinnati, but Sean's agreeing with me with Denver. Sean, explain to me why Denver is going to win this game and why we're both going to be right here. I think Cincinnati is just too undermanned right now. They get Eifert back uh, maybe next week. He practiced this week uh, but doesn't plan to play. And I think A.J. Green's maybe dinged up a touch. Dalton's dinged up a little bit. I just They're not clicking yet. Um, I think since he's going to be a dangerous team the back half of the season, um, it's just can they weather the storm. I, I think they go to one and two, but I, I still like them in the AFC. Okay. Next game, Minnesota at Carolina. Again, we all agreed with the hometown Carolina Panthers winning this one. Uh, Minnesota lost Adrian Peterson for the rest of the season, most likely the regular season, possibly the postseason if they make it that far. Matt Asiata, Jarek McKinnon are the two players to step up and be the next guys to take over for Adrian Peterson. Uh, that offense has just lost so much with Teddy Bridgewater and AP that I, I didn't. I thought maybe that their defense would have kept them in the game in this one with their offense at 100% strength, but Without those two players, and, and yes, Sam Bradford did look good, but we'll see how good he looks with whether the defense doesn't have to worry about uh, the running game all that much. Um, so we'll see how he plays then. But because of that, I have to take Carolina here. Um, is there anything you guys want to add to this? No, I I, I feel bad for Minnesota because that defense is elite. Yeah, they just they need a healthy Peterson. McKinnon will be serviceable, but um, yeah, that that's just kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad. Um, next game, we have Washington at New York. Jerry, who do you like here? I'm actually taking New York. I think their defense has gotten a lot better. Um, we saw. What uh, let, let's preface this as the Giants, not the Jets. I'm sorry. I'm just, well, yeah, New York, New York football Giants. There you uh, go. Oh, Chris quote, Berman yeah, reference quote, there. Quote our, our friend Berman. What? <laughs> that was... Okay. Anyway, That's I'm going to take the Giants. You have seen that I think commercial. This is the, am I allowed to talk about my, my <laughs> beloved Giants here or what? I'm just joking. Um, I think the Giants win this game. I think it's another tight one, but I think watching Odell versus Josh Allen is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. We talked about it last night. Is Odell able to keep his head on straight? We'll see. Um, 
that guy's a head case. It's going to be really interesting. But the the rumor is that Odell. I, I read that Josh Norman will be shadowing Odell Beckham wherever he goes, so he just won't be stuck to one side. Josh Norman refuted those reports and said he didn't hear anything about that. So it would be really interesting to see if it's going to be Norman on Odell all day. And if that's the case, then uh, we could see the fireworks fly sooner rather than later. Sean, who do you like in this game? Uh, I think it's make or break for Washington, so, so I'm going to go that angle. Um, I just the Giants being three and zero and not being very good. I I just think uh, football gods have a way of leveling things out at times, and uh, I don't think Washington's as bad as maybe they've played. Um, but you know they lose this game, it, things are they're going to get really interesting. You already heard some kind of snippets at uh, at Kirk Cousins, so be very very interesting on with a couple guys on contract years how they how they're going to react if they take an L here. Right. Uh, Mark took the Giants, but I agreed with you with Washington, and for the same exact reason why you just said, I just don't see them going 0-3. Somehow the football guards are going to make it work, so uh, the Skins are able to get the W here. It's been frustrating to see Kirk Cousins struggle this season, but, I mean, really, are we totally surprised that Kirk Cousins is struggling? It's, it's Kirk Cousins. He should have signed the $100 million contract when he got the shot. Um, but I like Washington to get their first win here, and the Giants dropping to 2-1. and one. Uh, an interesting game coming up here, the Rams at Tampa Bay. You know, we've been very critical of the Rams week one. We mentioned how terrible – or week one, I'm sorry, in the preview of the NFL season, we were telling, talking about how terrible the team was, and then we all took the Rams to beat San Francisco in opening night, and then obviously the Rams got their ass kicked, and then we all took the Seahawks to take, him, to, uh, to take care of business in week two, and then the Rams won. So now this week, the Rams are traveling to Tampa Bay. And, Jerry, who do you like in this game? I'm taking the Rams, but I still don't know if they're going to score a touchdown. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think their front four is going to get to um, Winston. I don't think he's been pressured like this yet this season. He's had a great start to the season, and I think they, they mess with him. But I hopefully we get to see Todd Gurley get paid off here with a touchdown. We'll see. Hope, you know, we're praying for you, Luke. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to take the Rams as well, and so is Mark. I think this is the game where Todd Gurley finally lets loose and has 100-plus yards with at least a touchdown. Um, you know, the the Buccaneers are without Doug Martin, who's out for three weeks with a, a busted hamstring, so that run game might suffer. Charles Sims is, is a su- serviceable backup, but he's more – his skills cater to more of a third down back than a three down back. Uh, so I think they're definitely going to miss him. Now, Sean, you just disagreed with all of us. So explain to us why Tampa is your favorite to win this game. I think the Doug Martin uh, injury helps them for this specific game, forces them to kind of air it out three wide receivers, uh, maybe get a little bit more vertical and um, stretch the field. I think it's a put it in Jameis's hands, and I like him uh, to kind of toss it around after a bad game last week. So it's almost strictly a Jameis pick, um, but I just feel like he's he's going to navigate it through the air, now, albeit he could throw two interceptions in the first quarter and it could turn into blowout city. But uh, <laughs> I'll zig when you guys are zagging. All right, all right. NFC West matchup. We have San Fran headed to Seattle. Seattle's a little bit banged up right now. Uh, Russell Wilson looked terrible last week, couldn't even move. He was a leader of your team, Sean, after I beat you by about 30 points in our league. Um, Thomas Rawls is banged up as well, didn't practice on Wednesday. He nice looks like he might, be, <laughs> he might be a game-time decision. So with that being said, we all have Seattle. I mean, Jer- Jerry, why do you like Seattle in this game? 
I like Seattle because I think uh, San Francisco is no good. I mean, it comes down to that. I think Seattle yeah. bounces back. I love the quote that I saw earlier this week that um, Jimmy Graham is feeling like a beast. <laughs> um, so I'm going to run with that because he's, he's on my squad, and I think finally getting him healthy and, and playing the way he should is going to really help that offense. Sean, what are your thoughts? Seattle, just a no-brainer here. Um, they go to 2-1. and one. It, It's going to be very interesting with the whole Kaepernick and uh, pregame stuff, but unfortunately it'll be more talking um, by guys that don't really have a clue on the actual issue um, <laughs> and, and what the statement's being made. So um, just don't tune in until right up the game time. Yep, Seattle at home, uh, they have the 12th man advantage. If this is on the road, if this is in San Fran, I might say, hey, let's look at San Fran this game. Obviously, the Seahawks are just a totally different team on the road. They only put up three points against L.A. in L.A. Um, and we also Remember saw when the- these games were awesome, though? I mean, when, when it was Harbaugh and Carroll, they had three years where these were as good of games to watch oh, yeah. As, as there was. It was bad. it was just fantastic. How the tides have turned in San Francisco. We saw Carlos Hyde's one game where he dazzles everybody and thinks that he's going to finally showcase his talent, and then he just is going to be mediocre to bad the rest of the season. Uh, I think we've seen that, but we'll find out. And he's, he's not going to find much running room against Seattle. Um, but, yeah, we all have Seattle here. Next game, again, is a clean sweep, and I think it's mainly because of the home field advantage. Though the way that this team played in week one, I would not be surprised if they got the loss at home. Jets at Kansas City, if you remember correctly, before Keenan Allen got hurt in week one, the Chargers were dominating Kansas City in Kansas City. Uh, eventually, KC did win the game. But uh, you can see now that this, def- this defense is vulnerable at home. But we all have the Jets winning or the Jets losing here. I think that might have something to do with Brandon Marshall's potential MCL injury. Uh, at least I know that's why I was I was curious about this this move or this this game, and I went with Kansas City. Uh, Jerry, why did you take Kansas City in this Week Three matchup? I just feel like at Arrowhead Stadium, they have a really distinct advantage. Um, I think the Jets come in running the ball really, really well. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it uh, in Arrowhead Stadium against these guys. Sean, you got anything? No, I mean, I I think it's a little trickier. It's, it's probably close to a pick just because I don't like the way Kansas City's playing. But uh, I just went with the home team, just knowing how loud that place can be. Speaking of a pick I think this game will be a pick And I was back and forth on it. Originally, we were all on the indie bandwagon, but I have chosen to take the visiting team, the aforementioned San Diego Chargers. This game was at 1 o'clock. I might say uh, I'll I'll roll with Indy because West Coast teams really struggle in the 1 o'clock time slot, but it's a 4 o'clock start. So I like San Diego beating Indianapolis. Travis Benjamin is going to be the number one receiver in San Diego. And after his two-touchdown performance last week, it looks like that he is able to carry that load. Also mentioned in episode 26 of the podcast last night that I really like Melvin Gordon as my week three point pounder of the week. He's been dominant weeks one and two. He's really proven this podcast wrong to show that he's a great fantasy football and NFL running back. Are, are a very good one, at least so far. Um, and without Danny Woodhead, he's going to get a ton of touches. And this, and just today, actually, San Diego brought in Dexter McCluster. So, you know, they're, they're going to continue to throw to their scat back running back. Will he be ready to go on Sunday? I'm not sure. But it just shows the direction that they're headed towards. But I like San Diego. It could end up being a shootout. You know, just Phillip Rivers and Andrew Luck chucking it because both defenses are pretty soft. Uh, Sean, tell me about Indy. What, what do you think? 
I, this game kind of just sucks. Um, I'm not sure any either of these teams are good. Uh, I'll just take Indy just because, God, if they go 0-3, uh, Mark's declaration on they need to think about blowing the whole damn thing up starts to make a hell of a lot of sense because I think T.Y. is on a contract year. Or, um, no, T.Y. signed a big contract. Oh, he signed a deal? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they signed a deal to a, a 5'10", 5'11", receiver. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man, that man, that's just the optimistic Browns fan in me. Of can we give up two number ones um, <laughs> for Andrew Luck? But uh, yeah, I, I like Indy in this one just because um, I don't know. I just don't see him go zero three, and I don't think San Diego is good enough to go beat two and one. Hey, give up two number ones for Jimmy Garoppolo. He'll be available. Um, <laughs> uh, Jerry, tell me why you think I'm wrong and why you think Indy's got this one. I'm kind of picking Indy for the same reasons Sean just described. I don't think they uh, – I think the will to not be 0-3 is greater than um, you know beating San Diego. I don't think San Diego is that great. And coming from West Coast to East Coast – or I'm sorry, Central time um, is going to be not the downfall of them. But I just don't think San Diego is that good. The Battle of Philadelphia – I'm sorry, the Battle of Pennsylvania teams. We have the yes. Pittsburgh Steelers at Philadelphia – you know, everybody's saying how Carson Wentz is the second coming of, you know, quarterback Jesus and how amazing he is. He's the next franchise quarterback. But who the hell has he played? Answer, nobody. The Browns and the Bears. Now he will actually finally be tested against a solid defense, and I think he will struggle. I got Pitt winning this game. Jerry? Oh, I have Pittsburgh for exactly the same reason you said. I think they're going to blitz the shit out of him. They're going to send pressures he's never uh, seen yet. I mean, this isn't Montana State coming at him. <laughs> and also, you got to remember, too, that Eagles defense isn't very good. They've looked good on paper or in fantasy points because they've been going against two pretty terrible offenses. Um, but now they're going to be going against D'Angelo Williams, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, maybe Marcus Wheaton, obviously Antonio Brown. They're going to struggle to to keep Pitt from scoring. So I got I got Pitt big, big. I, I got Pitt big too. But careful, careful, careful. A little interesting tidbit. Philly Another Tuesday. interesting tidbit from yeah. I'm, it's it's tidbit Tuesday, even though it's not Tuesday. Um, <laughs> this is being released on Thursday, so tidbit Thursday. There, yeah, t- tidbit Thursday. Um, Eagles are two for two, and they're two for two knocking out quarterbacks. And we know Ben Roethlisberger has a propensity for taking hits, sometimes a little bit too many, and sometimes in spots that knock him out for four or five games in a season. This has all the makings for spots where Ben's trying to do too much in the pocket, trying to force it to Antonio Brown, who only had four catches, 39 yards last week. And I'm calling Ben Ben Roethlisberger to get hurt. So not only are you getting picks tonight, you are getting injury picks as well. <laughs> Enjoy. You're getting lives on the line. Yes. I like that. Tidbit You're Thursday. getting live Dave. tidbits. Joe Hayden nice. in the hospital. Corey Coleman out. <laughs> Just rapid fire. Do you know a nurse at the Cleveland Clinic or something? Like, where's the uh, the Hayden thing coming from? Just, hey, that that's that's my secrets. I, I got those. Don't I got Knowles fans. I, I got it all. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Burris. You're right. Uh, Jer, I'll let you introduce this one because this is your uh, your favorite game of the week, yeah, right? Yeah, this is the uh, the Turd Nugget Supreme game uh, <laughs> Sunday night on uh, national television in Chicago. We need like Dallas. a, a turd or fart sound effect for. There you go. Nice. That's just a, a little sloppy one. How bad is Brian Hoyer going to be with that <laughs> oh Chicago offense? 
That's oh. where it starts. So I got uh, Dallas in this game, and as our friend Mark Zussman has also picked Dallas to say, it's Lock City. No, no, no. It's Lock City. Lock City, Grilly. <laughs> Done deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't 24 see carries, 168 yards, <laughs> two touchdowns, <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree from Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, this game's going to suck. And it just sucks when this is a Sunday night. It's actually pretty good. Because usually I stay up for the Sunday night games because I have a fantasy game depending on it. I don't really have anybody from Chicago or Dallas. And, and if, even Chicago. if I did, I'd, I'd have absolutely no um, faith in them winning me the game. So uh, the good news is I'll be able to go to sleep early on Sunday. And I'll be able to stay up late for the Atlanta and New Orleans Monday night football game. Um, and that's the game we're actually going to be interested in. Because we all have Dallas winning this game. It's the it's Brian Hoare versus, uh, versus Dak Prescott, which I'm sure is not what Roger Goodell thought would be Scintillating. the marquee matchup on week three of Sunday night. Um, but screw you, Rog. I don't care. I uh, hope you lose a lot of money. Take that. Um, last game, Monday night football, Atlanta at New Orleans. I'm the outlier here. I'm taking Atlanta to win it. I, again, this is the coin flip. I know it's at New Orleans, Monday Night Football. Would I be surprised if Drew Brees and Brandon Cooks connected for three touchdowns and a million yards? No, I wouldn't. They just they they come out and play national TV. I'm just going to roll the dice here and say Atlanta wins this one. Uh, they look good so far, shockingly enough. I, I'm surprised as much as you are. Um, but Atlanta's looked tough against Oakland last week, and I think they're going to continue with that momentum in New Orleans. Jerry, talk to me about New Orleans. I mean, we mentioned it yesterday in the pod, and again, you just said it again. They play well on national TV. Sunday nights, Monday night games, they play well, and Breeze shows up. He gets his guys ready. Um, I'm still going to say that Kobe Fleener turns it around a little bit after last week's embarrassment. Uh, like Sean said earlier before we started the pod, I might be the only one standing on that hill, but I'm going to stand with him. I think uh, – there's so many weapons. Massage your shoulders with with. Come on, Kobe, you could do baby it. oil. Positive affirmations. Um, you have lotion on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Are you referring to a certain song by uh, your favorite artist Ariana Grande? <laughs> no, Isicles? we just no. we, we are off the rails though. <laughs> well, it happens when you talk about uh, Kobe Fleener leading a I team guess. to victory. But anyway, that's where I stand. I got New Orleans. Sean. I'm just going Breeze here just uh, just because, uh, again, it's another I don't think he's 0-3. Um, now, one or two of these teams are going to end up 0-3 under this under this theory. But, uh, you know, I I just i am not impressed with Atlanta. I was actually a little surprised that they were able to go over to Oakland, but I think that was more of an indictment on o- Oakland than it was um, on, on how good Atlanta is and, more importantly, is not. Yeah, your brother's got New Orleans as well. Uh, you know what? The NFC South is just weird. It's just a weird division. One team one week will look great, and the next week they'll look terrible. It's just Atlanta is always that team that you think should be great, but they never are. And same goes with New Orleans, and you know it looks like Tampa is going to be the next team to to be that. That one week they're like bipolar. One week they'll look great, next week they'll look god awful. Um, that's just it's just the NFC South, and I feel like that's kind of how it's always been. Even Carolina can look great sometimes, look terrible other other games. So uh, th- these games are tough to call, tough to call. I think when it comes down to be- being Monday Night Football, I'll probably end up being wrong here. But again, I-, I like taking the chance here with Atlanta to try to catch up to you guys in the standings because I am at the bottom, looking up uh, tied with Mark at eighteen and fourteen. So um, 
These are the picks so far this week. I don't think there's really um, – oh, this is interesting. Uh, Antonio Gates considered uncertain for week three. So that sounds, that sounds great. Um, I'll have to figure that out <laughs> with my, uh, my tight end situation. Um, but, yeah, and it, not a bunch of great games this week. I'm, I'm hoping that they'll just be one of those games on red zone that just goes back and forth and uh, didn't really expect it. You know, like I said, that San Diego at Indy game could be just an absolute – just bomb after bomb exciting game definitely bet the over on that one uh, and meanwhile you'll be watching san francisco at seattle and uh you'll be boring yourself to sleep just with mediocre offenses going back and forth um but that's really all i got so far this week you guys got anything else left for this week no man i took my took my ldu in fantasy last week so i gotta at least give you give your props for that w but i actually want to personally thank sierra for robbing Russell William, <laughs> William Wilson of all of his talent. Um, so thanks, Sierra. Your music sucks, and now apparently you've created a two-family or a two-head household that sucks. So appreciate <laughs> it and rot in hell. It's funny. Future broke up with her, and his career has been way, way better. But Russell Wilson, not so much. True. I don't even hmm. know who Future is. I'm too old. Wow, you're showing your age there. Yes, showing you your are. Age. You should just be like, no, he's cool. Yeah, future, definitely. I don't know who it is. I just, I just like the beats. That's all I am. <laughs> well, with that, we are out. Remember, check us out on Twitter at Glory Podcast, on Facebook, Never Ending Glory Podcast. Same thing with iTunes. Be sure to check out Never Ending Glory Podcast College Football Edition with your host Matt and your uh, special guest Sean Farkey, Schillig, uh, that whole crew, that Motley crew. That episode will be out either Thursday or Friday. And, of course, enjoy football this Sunday. We'll be back next week to talk week three fantasy results and look forward to week four. So we'll talk soon, guys. Shout out to Vodka. Hit the music. <laughs>